Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast, featuring myself today and my co-host Heath. Heath, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm very, very good. How are you, buddy? How are you? I won't grumble too much. I've recovered from the the night out we had in Manchester, which we'll get onto in as part of our you know quick quick chat in this in this one. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, now things going all right, buddy. Yeah, we'll, we'll complain too much. You know, fantasy team, I'll complain about that a lot in a bit, but don't you worry, <laughs> plenty of time for that one. Although I expected what what happened. So um, yeah, just to go through, I guess, and what we got planned for you today. So we've, we've got a Manchester review, which basically is me and Heath talking about our night out in Manchester on Saturday. Then we're going to go into our game week review, which we do every week, our shit list. North versus South mini league updates, there's North versus South predictions and results. And we've got our game week preview. And then we've got a, a little special feature at the end of tonight's show. Those might have seen it already at post on Twitter, the Masters Football, which returns. And we ask people to submit their sort of the team they support, their Masters side. And we'll have a little bit of a chat about some of those that came out. And um, there's quite a few which have been inputted. So, yeah, quite a bit to get through as always. Hopefully, we'll make it entertaining as always as well. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. But let's let's crack on with the Manchester review. Basically, I was able to get an away ticket in the in the away end for the United versus Watford game. I was very fortunate that my good mate George and his dad Gary very very kindly said that they would come to the game with me. I mean, George has a season ticket, so I would have expected him to go anyway. And State said that he'd be up for a beer after. Unfortunately, I couldn't get him a ticket in the away end because it, it does sell out fairly quickly still, even, even now, Watford fans, even though they're in a relegation fight and a little bit of dejection there at the moment with the fans, it's still very hard to get away tickets at United. So, yeah, I couldn't get state tickets, so technically I could be on the shit list for that, but I think I made up for it with a, a fine night out. So, stay, where, where did we go, mate? You Remind us where uh-huh. we went. Well, obviously, yeah, you went to the Old Trafford. I went and played football, actually, on Saturday instead, so it was good. Obviously, came to see you, and we started off at a place called the, the Britain's Protection, which is an old man pub. So we met, I met, that's where I met you, Heathy, and, and George, and Gary, and we also had two other tag-alongs. My sister and her fellow um, joined us for a, for a short while, because they were out in Manchester, they were going to see the, the whalers, um, so they... They had a whale of a time. Oh, yes. Hey. Oh, hey. But, yeah, so we had a few beers there, and which were good. We had good chit-chat. George, legend George, shout out to you, pal, all right? And don't you worry. Although he might not have invited you to his wedding, I'll invite you to my wedding in his place. So don't you worry, pal. All right? So I've, I've got your back, mate. Got your back. He's going to like that. Tell you. But, yeah. So got, now we, he's got more chance of inviting Gary to the wedding after the, the you know the the banter that Gary was providing the other day. Oh, but nothing well, back from George. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see, we'll see. But now we, we so we had a we, we ended up being in there so like gone nine o'clock I think to be fair. So and we went check got you checked in at the hotel. You needed to freshen up, do something with your hair because your hair was awful. It was like fluffy as hell, man. Never seen that bad before. Hat hair, hat hair. Then we went to went to the lanes near um, sort of Rowlett Sauce and Cuba de Revolution. We went to the lanes, a few beers, played some shuffleboard, and well, the, the Northerner won the shuffleboard, two games to one. But I, that. I had him ruffled. This oh. guy, this guy thought he was a shuffleboard pro, 
And wow. I'll tell you what, in the third set, when I was kicking his ass, he was looking pretty nervous. He, he had to bring some magic out to get back on track and win that, that third set. Then you bought <laughs> you, you, you did what Watford do in the Premier League and you altered. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I guess I guess when we, last time we got relegated, they did exactly that. They started terribly. They got better. They started doing quite interesting things. And then they got relegated. So yeah, that, that that was how my shuffleboard experience went. I said to say that I genuinely get worse when I drink, uh, when I play shuffleboard, I lose concentration and I lose interest, which is pretty much what happened. But I sent him into a full sense of security by being so bad in the first set that he did first, not first know what was hitting him in the second set. <laughs> first set was terrible. I think you had about four points on the board to my 20. And that's that's as high as the scoreboard went. So you see, so um, it was um, yeah, it was um, it was bad for Heath. I'll say that. But yeah, he, he did come back. He won the second game, I think about twenty points to like fifteen. And then third game, he took a, like a twelve-three lead, and then then he didn't score another point. Basically, after that, he obviously yeah. had started peaking on the booze, and um, that had um, taken over. Although we were drinking the exact same amount, so I, I do question. Maybe it's just his capabilities of handling the booze. Who knows? It, it could be. But I, I do think that I did have a little bit of sympathy for you because I could see how much it meant to you. You were, get, <laughs> oh, you, you were getting a little bit. And I was thinking to myself, yeah. do you know what? It's well, not worth it. I want to have a good night with this guy tonight. I don't yeah, want to have right, talking then. all night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you, you, believe what you, you believe what you want to believe, buddy. I don't mind that. Um, we are we are yeah. gentlemen. We're gentlemen yeah. down south. That's it. Well, <laughs> Could say something different, but I won't right now. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, after that, we we did something really sensible. We went, we were hungry, and was like, let's go get something to eat. Otherwise, we may, you know, we may we may start um just be getting getting into a, a really bad state of affairs. So we went and got a Macca's. We went and had a like a you know the eating is cheating, but we're a bit older than like what we used to be. So we went and had a cheeky Macca's. Went back out, ended up in Peaky Blinders. And we stayed in Peaky Bunnings for a while, to be fair. And um, we had quite a good night. We went there dancing, some shots went down. We even actually um, got in, got a new fan at Peaky Blinders Bar because I don't know if Heath remembers this, but Heath actually started talking to this lad while I was getting served. Was he the one who looked a bit like Pep? Was he yeah. all bald yeah. chap? Yeah, I remember him, yeah. He was yeah. wearing a, tra- a tracksuit and stuff. Yeah, a lad called Dylan. I called Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds really dodgy, by the way. I didn't buy yeah. drugs off him, I swear. No, no, no. He just well, gave him for so free. I come back with the drinks, and then, and then like, Dylan's on about, you know, goes, oh, you know, he goes, oh, this is my mate who do the podcast. And he was, like, well, sort of into it. I mean, I don't know how drunk he might be, so he might have just been humoring us. But he actually, I actually, he, he gave me his number and told me to message him the um, the link to the, to the to the podcast, and he said he'll start listening to it, so... You know, if, you, if you're out there, Dylan, you know, hopefully you're listening and um, there's a shout out for your pal as well. So, yeah, we met him in Peaky Blinders and then we just started getting worse and worse on the dance floor, I think, after that. We had some shots. I mean, Heapy got past the shot of tequila from this bird who was trying to get out of doing the shot of tequila. She offered it me and I would have been sick straight away. So I just gave it Heapy. Heapy didn't even ask a question. Down his, <laughs> down his, down his lug hole and it, it, was, it was gone and I just went... Oh, well, he, you were very trusting. He's like, what? I went, I didn't buy that. And he went, really? I went, oh, that bird didn't want to have him. <laughs> so she, she was really, she was like, cheer, cheers for that fellow. And, and you were just like, didn't have a clue what had gone on, really. <laughs> just, yeah, went back to dancing and stuff. So, so yeah, um, 
I think we were in Peaky Blinders until like nearly three o'clock in the morning, and then we then we got then we somehow wandered back to the the hotel and didn't get lost. And then Heapy fell asleep, fully clothed with his big coat on on the bed. I went to have a piss, came back, and he was scattered across the bed, fully clothed and out. And I didn't even bother trying to move him. I just like he'd left a little gap on the side of the bed from it. I just got onto that and I just fell asleep and. And I woke up at seven. He was in the exact same position. I checked his pulse. I just made sure he was still living. Uh, he was. If he wasn't, I wouldn't have done it. I, mean, I just probably left him there and <laughs> just gone. It was a good friendship. Thank you. But yeah, I do remember that he did eventually get up. So there you go. And the Scotch eggs were never eaten, were they? They were just chucked in the bin. Yeah. yeah. Some, some Scotch eggs that I forgot to eat en route to Manchester. Uh, big fuckers yeah. as well. Big guys. And they, they both went in the bin just because they'd, yeah, think, neither think. of us fancied them. No, they didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it was a, no, it was a good night, to be fair. We had a, had a good catch-up um, and, um, hey, you know, a little bit of a sore head the next day, but I think, you know, yeah, can't, can't complain. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, from my point of view, the only thing I remember was, you know, watching the game, the, the, the final whistle, celebrating like we won the FA Cup. And then that was it. The rest of the night is a blur. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. It was really good. Um, I think we, we, we met a few, you know, a few people. And the one thing is, is as a Southerner going up North, you're always kind of a bit wary if you're going to go down well or badly with people. And to be fair, the, the thing about the North, they, they're very friendly people and they don't seem to give a shit really. They just, if 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 they're in a good place and you're in a good place, you just have a chat and you you get on with it. You know, no one seems to. There doesn't seem to be a bad a bad spirit up there. The only thing I I noticed, which was crazy, and I, I don't often see it in London as much, like probably post COVID, but slightly before COVID as well, is the the queues outside these these bars. Like they, I mean, they were bar slash clubs, but the queues yeah. were incredible. Oh, they were. And honestly, State said to me about going to the Albert Slosh, and he was like, "Oh, he you fancy it?" And I was like, "Is that the one with the queue?" He went, "Yeah." I said, "Maybe we are not queuing for anything tonight. <laughs> Take yeah, me somewhere we can just walk straight in. I don't care if we had to pay to get in, but I am not. I'm not queuing anywhere in that freezing cold. No chance. It was good fun, and, and State, although he did look a little bit like, uh, he, he said to me. He said before you take me out in a night out in Manchester, and then halfway through we were walking back from McDonald's. I had a feeling he didn't quite know where we were going. Well, I knew where we were going, but I didn't say that I'm a Manchester professional when it comes to like going out in Manchester. I'm not. I know areas where there's bars, but we we didn't we end up in Deansgate, mate. So that is a winner for me. I think you did. Yeah, we didn't. You did. Yeah. You did a good job, mate. If if there was a hit list, you'd be on my hit list this week for taking control and and giving us night out. It was good. It was good fun. I'm glad to hear it. So now, good good times. Good times. So yeah, and we had a good night out at the weekend. So, but you know, did we have a good weekend in terms of FPL? In terms of the game week review, I know I didn't have a good week, but it's not me to start it. But he, how did your week go? It was a good week. I feel like. I was up against no one this week because I feel like you wrote this week off, which actually might have been not a bad idea because of what happened with Tottenham. So I'm going to go through my team quickly. So I got 61 points. Emmy Martinez got a clean sheet, got, got a booking. So he got five points. 
I did have Ben Foster on the bench, but let's be honest, would you really have put Ben Foster down for a clean sheet by Old Trafford? First time, I think, since the uh, mid-80s, maybe 1985 or something, that we've we've actually got a result Old Trafford. So clean sheet, no chance. So he was on my bench, but he got 10 points. So I would have doubled my points if I'd have gone with him. But let's not get greedy. So Walker Peters, brilliant. Great way to start the weekend. He got a clean sheet, but he got three bonus points. So he got nine points. Luca Dean, back on the points again. Nice clean sheet away at Brian. On massive contrast, but Mark Cucurella had a stinker, really. Conceded yeah. twice, got a yellow card, got me zero points. Nilpa. Nilpa. Then we move on to the midfield. Wilfred Zaha, he's not playing against Watford this week, so just the two points. <laughs> Coutinho, I mean, he looked lively, had a good free kick, but only the three points, still in a winning team. So that's good. Same with Bowen. Jared Bowen had a great chance at the end, just the three points for him. And then my captain, I made, I, I, I mean, I didn't make the best decision, but I made a good decision by going with Hyung Min Sun. He got me 18 points with his captaincy. So, yeah, fantastic goal. I mean, yeah. Harry yeah. Kane fantastic pass sun takes it down just makes it look so easy and you just think you, you can do that you know against the well i say against leads away but you can't go and beat middlesbrough in the cup the next game ridiculous but yeah but <laughs> that is spurs at the moment they are they are very very up and down so in a way away you you know they're quite dangerous mm. <laughs> in also a bad way in fpl you want yeah. consistency and they're not offering that. So anyway, in the head-to-head, hopefully it will work for me. But yeah, my two Watford lads, they the two Watford strikers didn't work out for me, obviously. Neither of them scored. And, and to, be, to be brutally honest, neither of them played particularly well. Josh King looks like he's a bit slower. I think he's having back issues. He got two points. And Emmanuel Dennis, he had a chance, but to be honest, like, it was quite soft and he didn't really cause United too many issues. So just the two points. But I think I'd be, I'd be happy with Dennis going forward. They they do look lively, Watford. They I think they will score goals. Maybe not as many as they would have done pre-Woy, um, but um, I still think they'll score some goals. And then Harry Kane back on the back on the points. Leads away, got goal and assist, two bonus, but... The fact, basically 11 points, but the, the fact is that the guy was an absolute superstar. A superstar playing holding midfield, <laughs> it yeah, felt like. Yeah. But he yeah, took his goal very well. Look, and yeah. it, was great, and it was a great assist. Probably one of the best assists you're going to see, really, in the Premier League. Um, and then my yeah. bench my, my bench was Saka, Rudiger and Tierney. None of them played, so... Yeah, you can't, can't grumble about that. To be well, especially, especially when my, my transfer was Walker Peters in for for White for Ben White. So that oh, that's that's always a nice move. feeling when you 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 make your transfer and it instantly pays off. But we probably should mention our transfers on here because people can probably yeah. have a bit no, of a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, we can we can do that in a minute. So it's fine. <laughs> well yeah all right well I better leave it to you mate because there's quite a few of them right <laughs> yeah so yeah, we'll start with that. First of all, I made five game week transfers this week because, you know, with this team, it is about the head-to-head for me and Heath. You know, that's what matters. Yeah, obviously doing all right in the North and South Leagues, but my overall score is miles better than Heath still. And, uh, you know, I think he'll struggle to to catch me on that if, if it gets down to it. It's the head-to-head. But 
I figured I was going to take a hit this week because I had, you know, a number of people in my squad who weren't going to be playing due to a mixture of injuries, players not having games, a bit of form going off as well. So I made five transfers. So I brought Nick Pope in for Allison, Mares in for McTominay, Weghorst for Richardson, Gordon for Harrison, and Pookie in for Adar because Adar's out for a long time. So those were my transfers. So big, big thing. I know I said I wouldn't do something like this, but I'm thinking head-to-head's more, more important really now. That's what really matters. That's the holy grail here. So that's what I've got to go for. So, yeah, I got 37 points finally in the head-to-head. That gets tra- deleted down to 21 points there, obviously, with the five transfers, a 16-point hit. Um, but, you know, I've done it because I'm in a better place for the next few game weeks anyway. But, um, yeah, my team, I, I, I captain Nick Pope for um, a reason, i.e. I, I was hoping he'd get me at least one clean sheet. He didn't manage to get a clean sheet. He didn't manage to get any bonus points. He got... The odd save point, I believe, but yeah, no clean sheets from him, which was very disappointing. So he got me 10 points. My rest of my team, Cancelo, nine points. So that was good. Cody, two points. Kilman, two points. Wolves not getting a clean sheet. Hey, he's jinxed them. He jinxed them. I know, I've, I've killed them now, yeah. Williams for Norwich, nil points. He played a full 90, but obviously they conceded two goals. He got a yellow card as well. Midfield. City didn't really do much. I brought Mares in, hoping he would, you know, do some, do some up. But he didn't even start the game. He was on the bench yet again. Thought he was nailed on to start that. To be fair, but that didn't work out. The pet roulette cost me there. Anthony Gordon, three points. He actually had a decent game for Everton. You know, he's, you know, Frank seems to be, you know, liking him. He's started the last number of games. He's been, he's been starting really for, for Everton against Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton, City. So the last four games he has started. De Bruyne. Just three points for City, got the clean sheet bonus, but no assist, no goal. Corney, well, he played, he didn't play the first game against Palace because he picked up a knock against Brighton, didn't get any points. And then against Leicester, he had a goal disallowed for offside. It was very tight, but I suppose laws of the game, he, he was offside. Um, so he only got me three points. Then up top, everyone will have had a disappointing game week because a lot of people made him captain, and that was Weghorst, obviously, probably. If they had him, they were captaining him. He only got three points across two games. No goals, no assists. Played two lots of 90 minutes. Got a booking. So just three. And then Timu Buki got me one point for his 90 minutes of, of nothing against Southampton. He got booked as well. So well done for you, Timu. And then my bench. Uh, McGovern didn't play, St. Maximin injured, and then Salah and Alexander-Arnold, they stayed on my bench because I wasn't getting rid of them, and they weren't playing. So, a bad week for me, but it was an expected bad week, and you know that's why I sort of took the hit in terms of doing some transfers to you know get me my team into a position where I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to the next few game weeks, hopefully. There's a double game week now for sort of for somebody for the next... I think it's at least the next um, two weeks. And then there's going to be some more coming in as well after that, I'm sure. So the next couple of weeks, we've got double game weeks for a number of sides. Um, so it'll be, be interesting to see how, how, how that all goes, really. So, yeah. I completely understand. That's why I don't, I'm not that excited about this week. I know it's worked out for me, but the moment I saw your minus, uh, minus 16, I kind of, was it? Yeah, minus 16. Mm. Uh, I straight away I thought, well, he's, give, he's handed this to me on a plate, really. I mean, 
I did say to you about the Burnley situation. You did trip up on Burnley, and, and realistically, like any other week, they probably get you points. Berghurst had a goal disallowed for offside, which was rightfully again offside. Yeah. But you know that that is one of those things. He looked sharp, took his chance well, and obviously studied Corday. But you know, again, that's one of those things that you yeah, know where, where you just have to accept it. And unfortunately, and and Pope was well and truly on for. Big points against Leicester until uh, they can see Yeah, until they decide to bring Madison and Vardy on. So yeah, know, that, that changed, changed things for them big time. You know, seeing Vardy back, and I'm sure he'll get discussed at some point in this podcast. Him, you know, them not Leicester not starting there. You know, I mean, Matt Vardy's not been missed much this season because well, he has because they've not been doing as well. But um, he's not been playing much. Whereas Madison's been. You know the main guy for a while, I and mean, he's not started the last two games. But they bring him on against Burnley at nil-nil. He scores a goal. You know he's, you know, straight away in the action. And Vardy, obviously coming back from injury, you know, if he could stay fit, he could finish the season strongly for him because he's, you know, started the season really well. Did Vardy? You know, everyone thinks oh, he's he's passed it, but he scored seven goals in the first sort of eight nine game weeks. So it was, um, you know, they scored a few more, but then. You've got to realise since game week 14, he's only started one game and he had a game against Villa where he went, he got injured, then he didn't play for a few, then he played a full game against Liverpool, then he didn't play because he was injured and he's been out for five games and that was his first minutes. That was since um, I think of the pretty much of the new year, really. So he's, you know, it's, it would be big for Bardi to get back and I'm sure it'll be a huge lift for Leicester as well moving forward. Well, I think I probably speak for everyone listening at the moment when I say that it's probably a good idea to move straight on to the, the shit list. Now, if you're listening for the first time, the shit list is a maximum of five people, players, officials, us, managers, whether <laughs> football, yeah. VAR, it could be anything, but five things of such. And we're just going to have a bit of a moan. That's That's what it is. So... Stay, come on, mate. Let's have it. Bar and referee, first up, straight away. Everton, Everton Man City is the story. A handball and then a fucking apology. What do you fucking do? Well done. I knew you were going to say this, right? Not for the, maybe for the shit list, but I knew you were going to bring this up, right? So I feeling. Wasn't Richarlison offside? I I, I don't know because I haven't seen the, the the line or anything like that. That's, but that's. That's not what's been mentioned anyway so far. And I know he, they have apologised, so I assume he technically wasn't yeah. offside. But... So, and, and I'm like, great, oh, you know, brilliant, having to make an apology. How the fuck does that help Everton, who are at the moment in a relegation battle, and whether you believe they're going to stay in that battle or not is beside the point right now. Now, they get that, they get a penalty there, they get, they get the goal, they, you know, I know it could still change the game again, but you know, if that game ends one all right, Everton have another point. They're on 23 points. They're above leads on goal difference all of a sudden with a couple of games in hand, right? Um, Man City get that point, right? They could win the title now by one point, and that's the point that was gifted to them by a shitty, refer- a shitty decision, which could cost Liverpool the title now because of it. You know, Liverpool fans have probably always already been saying how Oh, City getting a look at draw with Bar or something. Anyway, you know, they don't need an excuse to moan about something. But those are the little things that could make a real difference. You know, City get three points and got the three points instead of maybe getting one. 
And, you know, if, if they'd only got one point, they'd have been four points clear of Liverpool with a game in hand, with Liverpool having a game in hand. So Liverpool win the game in hand, they're one point behind. Liverpool then beat City, they go in front of them. Right now, Liverpool need to win the game in hand and beat City to level on points. They've got a better goal difference at the moment, which is in their favour. But it's, you know, it, it's apologising just doesn't make up for the fact that it was the, the wrong decision. And it's not like it was a, a close thing, close run thing, you know, where you could be umming and ahhing and you could maybe see a sort of side point why, you know, VAR didn't sort of pick up on it or, you know, why did the referee not go see the screen and think, why did he think, oh, that would happen? It just didn't happen. Nothing happened. And you're like, how could it not? So, like I said, apologising, great, we got it wrong. But I tell you what, that doesn't make Frank Lampard feel much better about it, I'm sure. You know, I think, it. you know, the end of the day, I didn't think Everton, we didn't. I didn't watch the game live, but from the highlights, I didn't think Everton did that badly. You know, you know they, they weren't. You know, City are obviously City. They always have a lot of the ball, but you know Everton. You know, should and you know I, I don't think Everton are going to go down. You know, I think they'll be fine. To be honest with you, they'll win. They'll win home games. Um, they work. They work. They might struggle away from home, which they've already been doing. But I think you know they'll they'll be all right. And then you know Lampard will have next season then to to really start make a difference. I think. Everton aren't shy of putting the money in front of managers and spending, so he'll he'll have a chance to, you know, bring in some players that he maybe wants to bring in as well, and, and we'll see. But I just don't see how you know the apology just really pissed me off, and people saying oh people come out and apologise. No, that's not what I saw. I saw that they were absolutely mugged off big time, and the apology just really that's like you know throwing salt onto a bloody massive flesh wound and just you know let's rub it into just make a bit more pain that does for me you know i'd rather them come out and not say fuck all about it this is the first time i've heard a referee or the head of the referees or whatever come out and apologize on, on any decision and to be honest there's been a lot worse decisions than that you don't want to hear an apology what you want is you want an understanding of what's gone wrong there why why yeah. did that not go to var and if it did go to var why was it not going to be given you know was it that they thought there was an offside. That's why they never even went to VAR. Or is there something else there? You know, the fact is you need an explanation. Like after a game, a footballer that plays poorly, the, the interviewer says, oh, you, what happened today? You know, it goes to, it goes to the manager. What happened to your team today? You know, why did you, why were you so poor today? You know, like these players, these managers that have to stand up in front of the media and explain themselves. And yet the referees, who are also professionals, they're doing a job. They're not doing it for free. They're getting paid to do this. I know it's not easy. I'm not suggesting it is. But they could explain some of the decisions. Not every decision, but just the ones that go terribly wrong. And by the looks of it, this one went terribly wrong. The yeah. fact that apology is not going to do anything. But an explanation, an understanding, something that kind of gives them a way of people understanding you know the human beings they make mistakes even the people in the VAR room they're allowed to make mistakes but it's it's what happened explanation and then how can you prove to us as a, as an audience that this isn't going to happen again because the whole thing was that we used to give referees leeway because they had decisions to make in very very quick timings and the fact is we allowed that we accepted that because we, some of us maybe had refereed and amateur football and stuff. It's not easy at all. But when you've got TV screens there, there's no excuses. But we, that, that, that we still know that there will be 
mistakes, but explanations should be offered. And I, I don't know if it's ever been talked about, but in rugby, it seems to work. There is a lot less, there, there are decisions that go wrong, but it's, you hear it a lot less in rugby than you hear it in football. Mm. It's not often that a game is decided by a bad decision that's, you know, kind of gone to the big screen because the referee's talking everyone through it. So you can get an understanding of what the referee's thinking. If he's got it wrong, you're hearing he's getting it wrong. But yeah. the thing is that the referees earn their respect because they talk a lot of sense to the, the players during the game. And I think that the referees, the, the football referees, I think if they could do something like that, it could change a lot of things. Especially, I mean, maybe they'd have to censor it. I don't know. But the fact is that when it comes down to it, there's a real lack of respect all, all the way through the game for referees and, and officials in general. That yeah. needs to change. But the fact is that really don't help themselves when they make decisions like that and then come out and apologise. That, that, yeah. that won't mean anything to anyone. In fact, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting here thinking, why did Everton get an apology? You know, yeah. there have been so many poor decisions over the season yeah. and yeah. previous seasons. Why has there not been any more apologies? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen now when the bad decision happens? But yeah, that was a stinker. Yeah, it was it was terrible. So you know, they're, they're number one on the shit list. A club on the shit list, Leeds United. They're on the shit list. The sacking Bielsa and bringing in a new manager. Bielsa was getting them into a point where they were looking like with the third team to go down with Watford and Norwich, refusing to change tactics, sinking like the Titanic, basically letting in water like that. You know, that's all it took. Leeds fans are there, like you know, going crying. Thousands supposedly outside Ellen Road with candles like he'd passed away or something like that. You know, don't get me wrong. Bielsa did a great job for Leeds. Got them back to the promised land. And, you know, last season, they were fantastic to watch. Entertaining. But this year, they've been found out. Okay, yeah, they've had injuries. But they had injuries before January and still decided not to go out there and do it because Bielsa was stubborn and too stubborn to sort of change his ways. He went to Anfield and tried sort of matching them. You'd can't, you're not going to match a team like Liverpool who've got that many better players than you in every single position. You know, I don't think that, that Leeds, even with a fully fit side, have anybody better in a single position than what Liverpool have. Calvin Phillips, he's not he's, he's quality and he's going to get better, but he ain't better than any of the three that, that Liverpool have in their midfield. You know, Bamford's definitely not better than the, the three up front, you know, if he were there. You know, so... Why you know going like for like why would you do that? What does someone like Watford do? Like with a manager like Roy Hodgson. Okay, Roy Hodgson knows how to go away from home and try and keep it tight and do something to get try and get something from the game. And he did that at Old Trafford this weekend, right? You know, Leeds against United the other week, four two defeat. And they were lucky to make it four two, let's be honest, because they had twenty five seconds of you know, where they got a couple of goals. They played all right, but again, United always looked like they were going to score three, four, five goals that game. And then, you know, Spurs again. Leeds did start all right against Spurs, but they're just so open at the back. That, so, yeah, other teams don't mind the fact, don't mind the fact Leeds can start all right because they're pretty confident. They're going to get five, six, seven guilt-edged chances and they'll, they'll back themselves to take two or three of them and that'll be enough to get you the win. So, but, so Leeds are on the shit list for sacking Bielsa because it'd be great to see them get relegated just for the pain it'll cause some Leeds fans and just see them 
bald from grace from last season and everything, and then just all of a sudden be like back down in championship playing Rotherham United next season. Yeah, you might beat us, but who cares? You'll still be at the same level. So screw you then. So yeah, Leeds shit list for that reason. Pep Guardiola next. Not starting Mares. He didn't start him against Spurs. Why not? Don't know. He came on for, against Spurs and scored though. Why isn't he starting against Everton then? It's, it's the game for him. Get him started. Play him. Play Foden and Sterling as your front three or something. Do, do something like that. But yes, yeah, so the Pep Roulette. I mean, it's my own fault. You know, everyone knows about Pep Roulette. But I think there was a lot of people who put Mares in the side for that weekend. I think they were all thinking he were going to get he were going to get the game. So that's three. Burnley, your you know your entire squad's on there. No clean sheets. Very little in terms of goals or anything. And everyone was doubling up on players on Burnley. You know, with the double game week and it and it backfired. So maybe it's the managers our faults, but. If not, let's blame the team. Not performing well enough there. Yeah, granted, they have a couple of goals disallowed, but still not good enough. Not good enough. So they're on there as well. And then finally, here's myself. Five substitutes is just ridiculous. Really? Even if you're losing a game week. <laughs> Even if you're losing, planning on losing a game week and you know, you're doing it to make things better, which I have, but five substitutes, come on. It's, 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 it's not right. It's not clever. It's not... It's, you know, it's not something you want to be doing. Anyone listening to this podcast and has done five substitutes for all, which I'm sure there's plenty out there who have done it, all right, and taken the points here, but do not follow this route, all right? If you can help it, don't do it. If you're thinking about doing it, stop thinking about doing it, you know? Don't do it, okay? Don't even think about doing it. Don't even think about thinking about doing it. Do not do it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there's your shit list from me. Well, I'm I'm glad you're on there, but I think you could be on there for multiple reasons. For the yeah, pep but that's roulette. your that's that's your decision. This next one, all true, right, so, true. But the yeah. pep roulette, pep pep's been on the shit list. Literally, I swear, every week you've lost. Like any any week you've lost, pep gets it in the neck because he makes the same decision he makes every week, which is be unpredictable with his team choices. Yeah, mate. Yeah, there's gonna have to be a week where you have to kind of go. Do you know what, pep? I get it now. Stay away from your attacking players. <laughs> <laughs> or just pick yeah, Phil Foden because he's looking yeah. pretty good at the moment, to be fair. Yeah, Foden, Foden is looking good now. Did you see his, his pass for the Grealish goal last night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, just it, like the Kane one, really. Foden's an absolute quality player. You know, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, he's had a few niggles and injuries, been out a couple of times and had some issues there. But, I mean, he started the last um, six six games, I think, now for City in the league. Um, you know, I think he's he's starting to prove himself as one of those close to undroppable players. I know there's no such thing at City, but you know, I think Pep knows that he's the one to be playing. You know, he's the one who who needs to be there. He can do different things for them. He can play in different positions as well, which helps. So yeah, now Foden's a great a great shout at the moment for people. He'll be he'll be definitely. Um, increasing in terms of the um, team selected by percentage, I would expect, over the, the coming weeks. I mean, the only thing, I suppose, with City is they are not got any double game weeks, so no one's going to sort of go big, but they are playing every week, and most games City play, they're, 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 they're all against number two teams because everyone compared to City is pretty much a number two team, barring you know, the, the, the top, top sides. No, agreed, agreed, mate. Well, 
I'll um I'll give you my shit list and it and it won't be very long as you can imagine, but I'll start on my shit list with Leeds United. Now, Leeds United are on there because I bloody love Bielsa. And I had a candle burning in my window when when he got sacked. That guy was brilliant. Now I I, I genuinely it's it's not that often that you look forward to watching a, a random team, especially a team that most people haven't liked for many years. The fact is that the way that Bielsa played football, the way that Leeds played football, it was absolutely brilliant. I'm gutted that he's been sacked. And I, I honestly, I, I can see it a mile off. Where if we get relegated, then oh, Mr. Mr. Pozzo, please, please call up Marcello Bielsa and, and get him at, at Vicarage Road because... I don't care if we concede five one week and score five the next. That football, you just want to watch that. That's just fantastic football. We had it with with Zola back in the day. Zola played this wide open football. It was absolutely brilliant for a season. It's, it's easily the best season I've ever seen. We didn't even get promoted that year. We got to the playoff final and lost to yeah, Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha, penalty. Dive. Dive. But no, it was a penalty, to be fair. But yeah, so Le- <laughs> Leeds United are on the shit list for second Bielsa because I, I'm, I already miss him and I loved it. I, I'm guided. I do think that although I know what you're saying, I agree with you that they're naive. They still did get some massive results last season against. Like, they beat Man City away from home. That yeah. was unbelievable. And they, they you know, they, they, de- they definitely weren't the player for player better than Man City. They just they found a way. They had that team spirit last year. They just don't have it this year, unfortunately. They haven't. You're right. They haven't evolved their squad. They haven't evolved their team. They haven't really pushed themselves into a position they could have gone for for Europe this year with the Leeds fans and some of the talented players they had from last year that could have progressed into. But it is what it is. Anyway, next on the shit list. <laughs> and I tell you what, the shit list could be named after this guy because it's I think the third or fourth time he's been on there. Michael Keane. Michael Keane. <laughs> yeah. He did Michael have a Michael Keane, yeah. that, that, yeah. that mistake for Foden's goal. Then was was Holgate a bit involved in that as well? Yeah, he? no, no, it, it did. Yeah. So, okay, but if you haven't seen the goal, ball comes across, Holgate sticks out of foot and wrong foot's Michael Keane. But you have got to see what Michael Keane does to stop that ball. And And someone pointed out to us, I think it might have been, it might have been someone during I, I can't remember after the game or someone someone mentioned it after the game i'm pretty sure and yeah it, it was a very odd thing that happened he was wrong footed and then he went to kick the ball but he couldn't get near it and he's basically either got his studs caught in the ground or something but he looks awful basically it looks awful he's made some shocking decisions this season made some bad mistakes and he is much better than that you know, he's, it's so easy to, for people to jump on these players and go, ah, he's shit, he's rubbish. He's not shit. He's just having a bad season. He's out of form. It's simple as that. It's like Harry yeah. Maguire. He's, he's out of form for United. He's he's certainly not shit. You know, he's, he's a good football no, player. No. He's just he's having good, a bad good. time, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so the, the, this could be potentially become the Michael Keane list, maybe. I don't know how you think about that, mate. Could be sponsored, good. Yeah. sponsored by the, our, um, our, our player of the season so far. So, yeah, <laughs> the, the last, well, I say person, but this is a company on the shit list, is, is a company, an insurance company called Pension B. 
Now, the reason why they're on there, and you'll be like, oh, I've never heard of Pension B. Well, that's because if you go on YouTube and you watch any of our, our videos on YouTube, then I swear this advert is following me about because it's winding me up hearing <laughs> it, right? What theme tune is Pension B using right now? What theme tune do you think, State? I'm going to guess it's our theme tune. It is our theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what, Pension B? You can do one. I can't get you on copyright because I sold it myself, right? And it's a lovely <laughs> tune, whoever made it. But I cannot believe that it literally, I've never heard this song before. I stole it for ours. I mean, I didn't steal it. I, could, I was able to use it. You know, it wasn't copyrighted. And then literally never heard this song before in my life. And bang, Pension B have used it. Fortunately, it's not as prevalent as ours is. But yeah, not happy with them at all. I love a word. And see, uh, see if I can Brilliant. get them to change it to something a bit better. Like it. Like your style. Like it a lot. Mm. But that's my shit list. There's not a lot going on, to be honest. Good shit list, Steve. Takes on to our mini league update. So he any big, big moves in the in the mini league this week? I believe we've got February of the month competition. So you need to announce the winner of the February of the month as well. So um, um, you can do that at the end, but See how the game week's gone for people first, I guess. Sam Diamond, still bottom of the league, quite far off El Badger Poopers and the UnitedDivision.org. There's a nice little rivalry between Eddie Moran and Harrison Copley. So King of the South and Ned Stark's my dad. But Ned Stark's Come my on, dad Ned. is, is still, on, still just above the relegation zone. And Eddie is still King of the South or King in the, in the South. Then we've got Pavlos Lossi with a big 71 points. I think he was the highest scorer of the week. He went and did a free hit. He got Kane as captain. He had Sun. Yeah, yeah. Sun. He had Dyer, Cresswell, Dean, Antonio got a, an assist. Watkins goal. Even had Raya in goal for Brentford with four points. So he had a really good week. I mean, he played his free hit, but still. It worked out a treat because he got 71 points. Then we have, well, looking at it going up the league, Gine Every Stinker, 29 points. Livermento did well. Corne, captain. Mm. Yeah, let's just, um, yeah, just not a good week for, for Gin. <laughs> then that's the sort of week where you don't want to be called out, you know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> then, I mean, I, I would mention myself, but I'm not going to. So, Sean Convey, 66 points. That's one of the highest scores. That, wow. Daniel Armati. Clean yeah. sheet and two bonus. And Cancelo, he had Foden. He's gone with Kane captain. I know he's a big Arsenal fan, so I bet he enjoyed that one. And De Gea in goal <laughs> with a clean sheet against the mighty Watford. Then we're going further up the league. Oh, it's, yeah, it's very, very tight at the top. I mean, it's not tight as in you know, there's a big difference between first and second, but there's a big, there's a nice little kind of rivalry going nice. between John nice. Rogerson, Ian Anthony, Hallowell, Mike Matthews and Leone Cameron. It looks Connor, like... Don't forget Connor as well. Connor, yeah, Connor Tobin as well. Yeah, Tobin. Newcastle lad. Yeah. Who has no Newcastle players in his squad i think I he's mean, he's permanently excited at the moment 
in more ways than one because of the yeah. way that the Geordies are, are steamrolling yeah, the league. He's liking it on the WhatsApp group, on the pie chart WhatsApp group. He's, yeah. He's, I, 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 he's good for good for Newcastle information as well. Though. He's pretty spot on with knowing like when St. Maximin's going to be back and stuff like that. So, you know, he's, Qu- he's question, quite Question for Connor. Can Newcastle make it into Europe this season? <laughs> okay. Unless they win the fair play award, they've got no chance. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. They're not in. Anyway. They're not in cups, are they? Still, so you know, no chance. Connor, ignore that. Okay. So yeah, they, they basically we've got a clear lead at the moment. Kevin Bernard, Crucible FC. He got fifty-eight points this week. Not a great week. He had Walker Peters with nine. He took three. Took three transfers, so minus eight. But he had Son as captain, so he did well with captaincy. But he had Walker Peters, Cancelo, and that was Watkins got a goal, but that was about it. But I think he probably knew he was struggling to get a full team out there. So obviously he's played uh, a minus eight there. But Son as captain was a good shout. Ultimately, I don't think he'd be too disappointed because the guys below him didn't really push on too much. So we move on to the February manager of the month. And, uh, well, it would have made Connor's month if he could have got number one, but he's number three. He's, he's third on the list Oof. with 330 points. That's a, obviously a very good score. John Rogerson. I'm sorry, John, but with Betty Swallocks FC, ever since this new bunch of guys have come into the league, it feels like we're talking about you less and less, unfortunately, John. But... You were very, very close. Two points off the top, 335. But number one, he's had a fantastic month. Michael Matthews with yeah. MM, 337 he's, points. He's an off versus South League original as well. So we he like is. that. An original has won the, the manager of the month. Not that we dislike the new people coming in, but we, we'd prefer to see the originals for this season win these things at the moment. Definitely. He, he, he did well this week because... I personally know Mike, and and the fact is that he didn't change his team this week. So it could have been another, it could have been a different story. Kane as captain, some with nine points. I mean, I don't think he would have taken him out of his team, but maybe we could have seen the captaincy on Veghorst. Who knows? Might have even gone for eight Peters. I know he's a bit of a cowboy, Mike, but I mean, yeah. Yep, I mean, he only had nine players played, didn't he? So yeah. it's not done bad to get 54 points off nine players. I mean, Ben Foster got him his 10, like you said. Not many would have done that. But now he's looking set because he's, he's got two transfers for the next game week. Definitely, mate. And it's an absolute joy to see how much work you've all put in into your teams, apart from the guys on the bottom. But, yeah, it's fantastic to see and may continue for the rest of the season. Let's stick with it. I know it's not easy, but there's going to be a lot of doubles coming up, maybe some triples, who knows? So just stick with it and, yeah, stick with us. So, yeah, you'll get a shout-out for sure. If you haven't had a shout-out, let us know because I'm pretty sure we've mentioned everyone in the league more than once. All right, if we haven't, have a go at us. Give us some shit. It's his fault if we haven't. (laughs) Most likely, (laughs) most likely. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so... Now we move on to our North versus South predictions slash results. So if you've not heard this podcast before, this is all about the Northern teams versus the Southern teams. Had a little bit more this this week with, with the double for the League Cup. 
But yeah, state. How do we get on? What's the situation, mate? Well, situation. I'm reviewing the situation from Oliver Twist. There's my film quote for the for the week. So there you go. Um, no one will get that. It's an old-fashioned one, but never mind. Um, so um, <laughs> in terms of what we did, um, so Southampton Norwich, we both got home wins for that. So one 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 point eight. Leeds Spurs. I went for the away. Heath went for the draw. So State gets that one. Two one up. Brentford Newcastle. I went for the draw. Heath went for the away. So back to all square to all. Palace Burnley. Heath draw. State went for the home win. Yeah, it was a draw. I should have gone for that. So Heath bang on again. Three two. Manu Watford. None of us got that right. Both went for the homes. West Ham Wolves. Heath draw. State home. So it was a draw. It was a home win. So we're all tied going into mm-hmm. Chelsea Liverpool. And we well, basically we went this, you know, in his own way. So I put Chelsea as the home team, Liverpool's the away team. He went Liverpool, I went Chelsea, so that it, you know, it'd be a thing. I did actually want to go for the draw, but we said who lifted the trophy. Yeah. Um, did too so if it had gone for the draw, I would have won this. But he said it's who wins the trophy. So you know, which I had no problem with doing. So he went for Liverpool and, and got the win there. So he got the win slightly by default, but, you know, fair play to him. He the picked best him. two words in the English dictionary, default. Yeah. Default, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good one. We got a, a lot right, and it wasn't just by following each other. We got some different ones right. You know, we, we went against each other a few times and both got a few wins, but he, but again, overall wins the, um wins the, the, the week on, on the predictions. So, um, well done again, Heath. Um, I mean, just a quick note on those penalties in the. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that Chelsea lost on the shootout because, yeah, Kepa were just pissing me off. He would just try to play games. It didn't piss me off that they brought him on. That doesn't bother me, you know. You know, people saying, "Oh well, it's you know, it's wrong." I went, "No, because they've done it before and it's worked for them. So fair play, you know, do it again." But I think I just thought his antics were just poor. The referee were constantly having to tell him. Get onto your line quicker. Should have booked him. Should have booked yeah, him. I'd have fucking sent him off or kicked him in the nuts. To be fair, if I were that would have been unprofessional with the second bit, you know. But look, yeah, but who cares? He, he deserved a slap, didn't he? The book. He got what he um, deserved, mate. He got what he yeah, deserved. he did. But you know, I think the best one was when he stood over for Van Dyke's penalty, and and in, he was like over that corner, leaving in the big gap the other side. And Van Dyke still just blasted it in the corner where he was stood. And Van Dyke just looked at him as if to say, There you go, dickhead. You know, try still try to save that even when you're right next to it. And um it was that was brilliant. That was a great moment. And because I really I just really loved that Van Dyke still went for the corner where the guy was stood. But yeah, I, it really pissed him off. And then then his penalty. I mean, his penalty was just inexcusable. It would I mean, he might get signed up for the the New York Jets, maybe at the end of the season for taking field goals because he got some height on that bad boy. You know, that'll travel. Whenever it comes to a penalty shootout, I've, I can't remember ever seeing goalkeepers like calmly side foot the ball into the net. It's always, they always seem to treat it like Put a goal kick. It. Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, I, I, I think there's been a handful of penalties over the years from goalkeepers. The one I remember was Birmingham Watford playoff semi final, where Kevin Paul hit his past Alec Chamberlain, and honestly, like it, he hit it so hard, Chamberlain reacted about two minutes after it had gone past him, 
And Chamberlain was a good goalkeeper. You know, it's just... Mm. And, and, and the fact is that even Kelleher did the same thing, right? He, he just smashed it. I mean, it was a good penalty, but he still just yeah. put his boot yeah, and no, laces through it. Yeah, it's, yeah and, and like I said, Kepa was trying to do the same thing, just smash it and just got way underneath it. Um, I think I remember... Um, Portuguese keeper who took a penalty against England in either the Euros or the World Cup and scored with Ricardo, I think, something mm. like that. He drilled his low and into the bottom corner, so he kept under it. But he hit it probably as hard as he did a dead ball. Um, but he, yeah. he just got his head over it and his you know knee over it, and he didn't he didn't lean back and that. Was but the it. thing the that, thing with him though, didn't he take his his was like the fifth or sixth? It wasn't like yeah. it yeah. got oh, yeah, he to the eleventh. That that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah. He probably was confident taking penalties. I don't know too much about Ricardo, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a good football player back in the day and then just ended up being a goalkeeper because he's well, a crazy well, was, bastard. There was the man, wasn't there, who Shilavir for Paraguay, who took penalties and free kicks. Free kicks, them, yeah. You know, got more international goals than like Emil Heskey did. And that's no disrespect to Emmy. That is but disrespectful you, to Bruno. What are you doing? I don't mean, mean to disrespect him because I thought Heskey were quality because Heskey did all the, log, the, the donkey work and, and Owen sort of profited from it. So Heskey's game for he's, England. He's good in your him. finest ever footballing moment, mate. Yeah, I know he did. I, yeah, like I said, I'm not disrespecting him. But <laughs> you are, I'm, mate. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying how good Chilavere <laughs> was, to be fair, to do that. You know, Shilabay scored more international goals than a lot of England players, if truth be told. So, you know, so there you go. But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying about that. But yeah, it was um, it was it was good to see Kepa get beat. Just for his antics, like I said, his antics were shit. So I want to have to. And, but, and, his, but yeah. and his antics. Let's be honest. I mean, we haven't really even mentioned it, but the the year, a couple of years before with Sari, the oh, league, league Cup final yeah. there as well. I mean that. I've never, it's very rare you get that where you genuinely feel embarrassed for the people in a professional sport. But that was extremely embarrassing. I, I liked Sorry, I thought, I thought he was good. He came across quite well. But that game, like Kepa just mugged him off royally. And, it, you know, you could see that Sorry was just like, oh, I might as well just fucking walk out. What is the fucking yeah. point of me being here? If that guy isn't even going to come off the pinch pitch, you know, I think he dealt a bit poorly. Sorry, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, at Kepa, the fact is that I've I've never known anyone, you know, away from a Sunday league football maybe who have said no to coming off sub. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, he got his just deserves desserts. Yeah, definitely. Look, some great penalties in there from both teams. It was um, real high quality penalties. A lot of Fabinho, right? Right, that that was the penalty. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that was just beautiful, really. Just, just like weird and just yeah, as cool as you like. That's why he's been taking penalties when like Salah and, and Mane and that have been away for that reason. I, I keep him on him for that, but but yeah. So yeah, so on to this week's um predictions. We've got a lot of games actually to cover um with the double game weeks as well. Heath, so um quite a good amount of North versus South ties. Some good ties to pick from. A couple of what people might think obvious, but then there's a couple that are probably quite difficult. So um let's get cracking. Burnley, Chelsea, Heath. Who are you going for? You go first. Yeah, away win. Southern win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for away win. I think Chelsea will have a, a good end to the season. They've got a good run of fixtures now. I think, you know, they'll do well. I think, you know, getting someone like Rich James back in, he, he'll, that'll add, add to them. I think, you know, they're, they're starting to see Pulisic is looking good. Zirich as well. 
if one of their two strikers could start scoring goals, you know, they could be really dangerous. But um, yeah, I think that's a good shout. Newcastle versus Brighton. Uh, my pick this one. Now, obviously, Newcastle been doing well recently. Brighton obviously not been on great form of late, have they? And I think I'm gonna. And Newcastle have been. I'm gonna go with a home win there. I'm I'm gonna apologise to Connor here, but I've got a feeling Brighton might get something here. They've been good away from home all season. So I'll, I'll go for a draw. I think Newcastle will be in a very good form, obviously, but I think Brighton will, will be able to do something. They'll have a lot of possession there. They'll get a, they'll get a result. So draw. Yeah. Now this is a big game. Big game. Norwich Brentford is, you know, I'm, I'm not even joking when I'm saying it's a big game because it bloody is. You know, Norwich get a <laughs> it win. Bloody Norwich, is. Nor- Norwich need a win, right? And they can more than get it because Brentford are in terrible, terrible form. And, you know, win for Norwich gets them right back in the mix to staying up and it just pulls Brentford even deeper into the ship. It's a, a massive one for them both. The old six-pointer sort of comment comes into play here. And who are you fancying for this one, Heath? If if this was at Brentford, I would have gone for Norwich. This but it's been played pass. at Norwich, so I'm going to be I'm going to go for Brentford. I think that the the fact that Norwich are at home I think there'll be too much pressure. They'll be expected to get a result here. This will be a game that they have to get three points from. Too much pressure. They've not been on good form. I'm going to go Brentford. I know Brentford have gone on terrible form as well, but they'll go away from home. And they were down to 10 men pretty early on against Newcastle. It's no excuse really, but at the same time, it's pretty tough. But I think that they're going to get the three points. So Brentford going for a Southern win. I'm going for a home team win. I think Norwich will beat Brentford. Brentford are just in terrible form. So don't see how um happening there for them. Wolves versus Palace. So it's me to go first. Um, this is a t- tough one to call because, you know, Palace are doing all right at the moment. Again, you know, I mean, I know they're only on 30 points, but, you know, they don't lose that many. They've drawn a lot this season, but obviously a great win, a good, good win at Watford. They seem to... You know, do well away from home, get get goals and that. Um, Wolves, you know, yeah, they, they lost, they've lost the last two now after winning a couple in a row. So it's, it's a difficult one. I'm going to go for a draw on that one, to be fair. Zaha is not playing Watford this week, so I'm going to go for a 1-0 Wolves win. No, I, yeah, I'll go I'll go for a home win and a, and a final, finally, a clean sheet. So make sure you've got all your... Wolves defenders in this week, mate. Yeah, don't you worry about that. Don't you worry. Uh, next game, Liverpool West Ham. Ooh, difficult. Is it really? No, it's not. <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool win. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Liverpool all the way. So yeah. Next one, Spurs Everton. Spurs being the the side that they are at the moment. Everton away from home are just really poor. And, you know, Spurs obviously just had their bad result against Middlesbrough. So they seem to be going good result, bad result, good result, bad result. So I'm going for the good results. I reckon they'll win. Spurs win, home win. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. All right, another one. Then on to the midweek games. Southampton, Newcastle. Should be a good one. Southampton in some really good form. They've won again tonight. Yeah. Final beat West Ham. Unlucky brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I think I think it will be a cagey affair. Uh, but I I th- I'm, do you know what? I'll, I'll go I'll go with 
A Newcastle win, actually. I think, yeah, I'll go with a Newcastle win. Right. I'm going to go with draw. I agree, you know, appears to be fair. I think both both teams to score, goal-scoring draw. You like a score draw on the pool panel if you ever played that. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Good man. Wolves-Watford, home win. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. So, draw. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. Clean sheet, then, double clean sheet for your free Wolves players. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. And then uh, Leeds Villa. <laughs> you managed. Yeah, I, 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 do you know what? I'm. Uh, I'll go for. Uh, I'll go for a Villa win. Villa win. Yeah, I've got to agree with you there. I don't. I really don't know much about. I know that this manager went to Leipzig and and didn't do too well, but. To get the job at Leipzig, you have to do all right. They they normally hire up and coming good managers. So, I'd imagine this guy has a fair bit. Granted, you and I probably should have done a bit of research on about him before we started slagging him off earlier. But I I would say that there could be a new manager bounce, but I don't know enough about him. So I'm going to go for the the old original new manager bounce with Gerard and Villa. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, good. Right, well, they're, they're in. They're in for next game week. We've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in the, the next game week to, to go. So we've got a, a good a good list there. And, and um, yeah, see see what, what can happen. See if you can maintain your run of winning these um these um, predictions. Cause Mate, you, you can screw your shuffleboard. Just give me predictions all day long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not done bad, lad. Let's get on to the, the real, the serious stuff. Let's let, talk about this coming game week. So your game week preview for game week 28. We've got a whooping great big 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games in this game week. The game, the teams with double headers are Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Watford, Leeds and Villa. So... Three from the north, three from the south. Heath, what is the plan? Tell me the plan, Stan. It's, it's very tough, my plan, because I don't have many chips available. I've got a triple captain left, which I'm thinking I could use, but I'm not going to because there's no one who really stands out for me. The players that I wanted to get rid of are playing twice. <laughs> and the players <laughs> that aren't playing twice, I need them for next week or their Rudiger who I don't know, he's been a season keeper for me. So I, I have a dif- I have quite a few difficult decisions because my bench currently has Fosto's playing twice, Cucurello's playing Newcastle away, Zaha, well, he's not playing Watford, so he won't do anything, so that's not a problem. And, and Jared Bowen, he's playing Liverpool away. But I still think that he's had such a good season. I don't really want to have him on my bench, but he is where he is. So they, that apart from... I mean, I joke about Zaha. I still think Palace could get... I'm not going to say they're going to score because I said just a minute ago they're not, right? So I'm not going to contradict myself like that. But what I'm going to say is that that Palace and Zaha haven't been afraid to go after teams home and away, have they? So who knows? Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But yeah, at the moment, my team is Martinez. He's got Southampton and Leeds. That looks like a nice couple of fixtures. Walker-Peters playing Villa and Newcastle, another couple of good fixtures. Luca Din, both obviously like Martinez. 
Then Kieran Tini's playing Watford away. You know, pre-Roy, I would have said that would have been easy three points. But now with Roy, who knows? But Arsenal got quite a good record against Watford, to be fair. I know that we've got results out of them every now and then, but they seem to just kind of turn up, get the three points, not play particularly well, but do enough to win the game. And, and we kind of walk away asking what if. But yeah, Kieran Tierney hasn't really been that great for me since I've brought him in. So hopefully he can... Well, actually, I'll, I'll take a, a two-pointer this week, if I'm being honest with you. Then yeah. I've got Rudiger playing Burnley away. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got my eye on Reese James, obviously, because that guy can score big, but I'm, I'm going to give him one more week. Then I've got Saka. So obviously, you know, he's been in good form and he's playing twice next week. My captaincy is currently on Hyungmin Sun. I know he's got one game, but it's against Everton. I, I, I don't know who else to give it to. Coutinho's not doing enough, so he's playing twice, but he's not doing enough, really. Unless I, I, I went crazy, I went for Martinez, hoping he gets saves and clean sheets and all, sort, all sorts. But who knows? Or could go for Harry Kane. Who knows? It's very yeah, tough. Knows. Yeah, tough. Tough calls, you know. I think it could be a good, a good game week, an interesting one, you know. Where we've got um, it'd be both of us probably got looking, feeling like we could, we could get some out of it. But also, both probably thinking at the same time, well, am I doing the right thing here? Am I doing the right thing there? So yeah. Well, no. well, I have before, you know. I've still got a couple of players to play. You know, I mean, I know they're easily forgettable, but I've still got Josh King and Emmanuel yeah. Dennis. Well, they're, they're playing yeah. Arsenal and Wolves in this game week. Now, I'm pretty sure a hat-trick is incoming for one of them, if not both of them, at some point. So maybe it might be this week. Maybe a hat-trick for both of them. Let's not get too crazy. But maybe a hat-trick from both of them in each game or something like that. That would do nicely. So, or, or maybe a nil-nil. Maybe I should bring in Foster. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there'll be some points for him. And No, I, I think at the moment, I, I'm thinking I might stick the captaincy on Sun or Kane and just see how I feel. I suppose I could go for Saka and hedge my bets, but I don't like doing that as much now. So, yeah, that's my team. How about you, mate? Well, so what I'm looking at, um, so I'm making my one free transfer. I'm bringing back in the, the goalkeeper, Jose Mahero de Sa at Wolves. He's going in for Nick Pope. I think, you know, that's a, a quite standard sort of choice there. They've got two home games, Wolves. They've got a strong defence. Yeah, they probably won't keep clean sheets, but home to Palace and Watford, I think, you know, they've got a chance of getting at least one clean sheet there. They've got a chance of getting two, but, you know, I'd be disappointed if they don't get one clean sheet out of that one. You know, Watford away from home, Roy gets them up, set up not to concede first of all, and I think, you know, that'll work well for Wolves because they'll keep the ball well as they always do and, you know, they're pretty solid at the back well so hopefully that can do so I'm bringing Sarri he'll be in net um, I'm going to probably I've got Connor Cody still I've got Kilman from Wolves so I've got back three of Wolves if Wolves keep two clean sheets this game week things are good that's for sure you know it's not all my eggs in one basket because I've got other players who can score me points but um, if Wolves have two clean sheets then you're probably going to be you're needing something big then already you are probably I would imagine Cancelo home at Man United People might think, oh, he's not starting for that game. Well, 
I captained him when he played away at Man United earlier in the season and he got 14 points or 28 points for me. So he's in my side, um, obviously. Trent as well. Trent's backing because Liverpool got a game playing West Ham. You know, hopefully Trent will pick up some um, some points there, get a goal or an assist or something. Clean sheet would be nice as well. West Ham aren't as free scoring as they were, to be fair, so that could happen. Midfield, Marez, I'm going to stick with him for another game week, so hopefully he might get a start. Uh, De Bruyne is, uh, as well, he'll be there. And then also Anthony Gordon from Everton, and then Mo Salah back in the team, probably holding the captain's armband as well, I would expect. Um, so, yeah, that'll be happening. Then up top, I've got Timu Puke, home to Brentford. And we'll see if St. Maximin's fit, to be fair. He's got a 50% chance of playing, so that probably tells me. And given that Newcastle, the two games they've had without him, they've drawn one and won one, I don't think they'll rush him back necessarily for for the first game against Brian. Maybe they might play him against the against Southampton or something. But um, I think, you know, if they'd have been on terrible form, I think they'd be more inclined to rushing back but they've been picking they've picked up four points in the two games without him so that would tell me that well we don't necessarily need to rush him back because we're still picking up some points here without him so i think they'll probably let him miss the bright brighton game but because they've got a double game week newcastle i'm hoping he might get fit and he can play both games then i've got my bench mcgovern in nets not going to play williams from norwich they're at home at brentford and then weghorst and Cornet. As the, the other two is the Burnley lads, they're playing Chelsea at home. I'm not fancying them to do much there against Chelsea, but I could bring in Weghorst maybe for, for Gordon of Everton. That might be an option, you know, because Burnley will lump it up there and he'll make it a lot more difficult for the Chelsea defenders than what they used to. So it, that could be an option to come in potentially and change my team slightly. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds really good. They, your team does look pretty dangerous this week not gonna lie and i think that you've you've still well yeah it could be could be curtains yeah i think i think it it could be a a tough week for me but i'm also i think that recent results have have kept me excited because teams like wolves have have not been as good as we thought they were going to be norwich obviously and burnley have have let you down To, to have triple wolves defense it's putting a lot of eggs in those baskets, mate. So I'm pretty surprised you haven't gone for Jimenez or something, or nah. Ruben Neves or something, mate. You know, it's just it seems a bit kind of predictable. And and ultimately, if those clean sheets go, and obviously Wolves are having a bit of a confidence issue, then that might just be four points for each player, mate. That's not that many. It might be. You know, I'm not going to change my mind, so stop trying. Okay, <laughs> you know, if they even keep if they keep one of the clean sheet out of those two games. That's pretty much 18 points straight away from that one game for those three. So, you know, yeah, it is a little bit of putting the eggs in basket. But then I've still got Cancelo, Trent, Salah, De Bruyne, Mares, you know, you know, Sam Maxman maybe. You know, I've still got enough players who can score decent points for me. So, yeah. I'm going to respect you and I'm going to move on because otherwise I could have gone into each individual player then and told you exactly why I wouldn't have my team. We obviously digress and... The idea that State had regarding, well, we, we both did see that the Masters is back. So if, if you are probably, if you're a little bit younger than us, so if you're in your 20s or younger, early 20s or younger, you probably don't know too much about Masters football. So Masters football was something that was around at the, I'd say, 90s. 
on Sky Sports, it was basically five-a-side football for every, you know, English and Scottish team. I, I think they did internationals as well. And they basically picked players who were competitive. And so you'd have your Man- Manchester United versus Liverpool's and you'd see your Ian Rush's and your Kenny Dalglish's and your uh, Brian Robson's and... You know the, the the fact is that they brought back all the old players, and it was it was good fun. There was some fantastic skills, and it it wasn't even, it wasn't always the best team that won it either. The ones with the bigger names, it was it was quite often that there would be a group of players like if you say take someone like Kevin Phillips, I think he might have played Masters football when he was thirty nine or forty or something, and he was still playing proper football anyway. So there are still players playing at a decent level that can play in this Masters football, but. Say I had a great idea to post it on social media and and ask people if they could do Masters football right now for their you know their supported team, who would be in their team? And we had some great responses. So State, do you want to give us some of those responses from the the yeah. Twitter community? Yeah, no, definitely, Al. Um, I'll start with your response to be fair. Watford fan, you know, something different there. So um yeah, I, no, I really appreciate people coming in with with their um, sort of, you know, their picks. And, yeah, I think some of them are, are quite good. We haven't got all your, your standard ones in terms of everyone just coming in with Man United, Liverpool City. I mean, we have got some of those, but we've also got some teams away from that. So, yeah, it was just a good idea. Oh, look at me saying it was a good idea. <laughs> but um, what I mean is just something I want to talk about because I enjoy watching it. So, yeah, so he'd be with the Watford FC. Tony Cotton... Or Curtin in net, or Cotton. I don't know who, who says Tony, it. Which Co- way. Tony Curtin. Tony Curtin. Tony Curtin um, in goal. He's going one defender in Tommy Mooney. And he's going midfield, Ashley Young, John Barnes. And up front, Sir Luther Blissett. Now, I mean, if he's obviously not quite thinking with Luther and Barnes, he may be with, um, with lads who've got any of the legs at the moment, but they'll still have the quality, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, I, I like your team, Heath. I like the. The superstars in Barnsley and Blissey is good. Just want to back it up by the fact that obviously Barnsley's put on a bit of weight. So I think Ashley Young would cover for him because he's still playing professional football at the moment. I thought that that would kind of cover me there. Also, the fact is that Masters, normally the players are retired, but the fact yeah. is that State, when he, he posted it to us, he said that they had to be over 35 and not playing for your club anymore. So I went with Ashley Young because he is over 35 and he's not playing for Watford anymore. And Tommy Mooney is actually, yeah, I know you, you, you're thinking to it, all of you screaming at, at us at the moment saying, Tommy Mooney, but he was a striker, wasn't he? School girls. Yeah, but he started as a defender and I want him in my team because he can defend, he can score goals. He's a lad. He's a good lad. Still does the, the, the commentary for Watford and he, he just sounds like a good guy. So I think he would be pretty commanding and he'd, I'd quite fancy him to take his chances from deep, you know. Mm, yeah, no, no. Fair, in, fair enough. Fair enough. I sound like I defended myself there, as if. <laughs> yeah, you did. Love it, They're fucking um, good players, but... guys. Well, oh, before you go into everyone else's, mate, what was yours? Did you right, have one? So, oh yeah, Robin United. Yeah, a bit more difficult for Robin United to be fair, but I wanted to make sure I picked players who played a good amount of games for us. In goal, I had a couple of options, but I went for Mike Pollitt in net who went on to then play at Wigan. He's actually a coach now. Um, Mike Pollock, great goalkeeper, really good, and then played in Premier League with Wigan. Then Chris Wilder, 
Middlesbrough manager at the moment, Chrissy Wilder was a quality fullback um, for us when and then he, he went on to play at other clubs and probably not as people might not have known him as much, but Chrissy Wilder, I still think he'd be you know pretty useful. I think he'll still have a bit about him. He'll definitely not be someone who'll shy away from a tackle in there, that's for sure. So he'd be one. Another guy who um who went into um management as well more recently, but he was a Rotherham legend, was um is Paul Hurst. Absolute legend is Paul Hurst for Rotherham United in terms of a player. Um I think he, he's um his manager at Grimsby Town in the National League now, but he were at Rob from from like like from a youth age. He played like over four hundred games for us. He was an absolute legend, that's for sure. You know, five foot seven left back. Greatest moment about Paul Hurst was when um we played against Burnley, who had a Chrissy Waddle playing for them, um coming towards the end of his career. And Hurst he just didn't let him have a kick all game, and it was brilliant, you know. But um yeah. Great, great, great lad with Paul Hurst, and um, yeah, he's he was ferocious. Little, little Rottweiler, he'd snap at your ankles, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't get a moment's peace from him. That's for sure. Then the cultured footballer. So I've played like two sort of more defensive players there with them too. The cultured footballer, guy called Steve Thompson, who played for us. Now, Steve Thompson's best moment. He actually scored um, one of. The, when Leicester played Swindon in the um, the playoff final, which ended up I think four three to, to Swindon in the end, but Leicester came back like it to to equalise. Um, like I think they were like three 0 down and or brought it back to three all, and then Swindon won in extra time. But Steve Thompson scored the equaliser, and it was a belting moment. But he was a really good footballer, so he's he's the cultured footballer. Then to be fair, Heath, I'm, I'm a bit torn here with my strikers. So I've got Sean Gota, the legend that is the goat. Of course, the goat is. You know, awesome. I mean, I'd probably have go in my. You know, he's going to be. If I'm going to claim a sub here, which is a bit naughty against the rules, but I'm going to claim go as my sub, and my main starting striker is Adam Lafondre, Alfie. Disgusting. He, that 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 lad knows where the ball, the back of the net is, and you know he, he would bang the goals in, and he's you know still probably quite switched on and that. So yeah, Adam Lafondre will go up front for me. So that that'd be my team. I'm happy with that team. I'm very happy with that team. So, so that was that team. In in terms of other teams, now we've got a few from Huddersfield Town, a couple of Man United teams, some Liverpool as well. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start off with. I'm gonna start off with a Blackburn team that somebody posted. A lad called Ben. I won't give away his surname because you know I don't wanna don't wanna you know oust him to people if they disagree with him. But Ben, Blackburn fan. And he's gone for Brad Fiedel in net, good keeper. Um, Samba, centre half. Then, then he gets sexy. Morton, Gantz, Pedersen, and two guy. And then he's got the big, big Al up front, Shearer up top. I mean, that's a good team. I reckon two guy and Gantz, Pedersen would cause some damage for teams out there. So yeah, that that's the Blackburn team. What do you think of the Blackburn team? You gotta be gutted if you're Jeff Kenner right now. I mean, <laughs> how, how he hasn't made it into that team, I do not know. He was played, playing his best. Here. He had played his best football at the Rovers. Yeah, well, yeah, two guys in Gantz Pedersen. That's that, they're two quality players, aren't they? Yeah, that's um, you're going to see some spectacular goals from them too. That's for sure. At our shirtlift, so he's a Huddersfield Town fan. So he's put Nico Vassen in goals. Effie Soji at centre half. Um, Schofield and Worthington in midfield and Powell Abbott 
up top. He did originally put a lad called Dunn in the team, but then he updated due to Dunn being old. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that was one team. Another Huddersfield team from Johnny L at the Law 1990. Ian Bennett, Tom Clark, Danny Schofield, Gary Roberts, and Powell Abbott. So you know, you know, and then he changed Abbott to John Stead instead. Actually, John Stead, <laughs> brilliant, awesome. Can't get, can't beat that. Um, so yeah, good Huddersfield. Couple of Huddersfield teams there, and they've got. Both sort of mentioned Schofield and Abbott as well. Then we get on to some of the, the, the glory hunters. So FPL newbie, at FPL underscore newbie underscore. Um, he has gone for United teams. So he's gone Van der Sar in net. Rio Ferdinand, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, Ruben Nistel's Roy. Yeah, that's not a bad team. To it's, 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 it's okay, but I don't know if it would beat that Huddersfield or Rotherham team. Definitely wouldn't be the Rotherham team. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't. Then um, at GR Charlesworth, a lad I know, Man United fan as well. He's gone Schmeichel in there. Rio Ferdinand, Paul, uh, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes. And he's gone for Rooney up top. Then um, my mate Johnny Pickles. What a John, name, at, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good lad, his Pickles. He's on his way to Hawaii on his honeymoon right now. Good luck what to you, Johnny. He's, he's missing out on our get our second team cup quarter final this Saturday for it, though. So Fuck he's off, obviously... Johnny. <laughs> I know, yeah, he's obviously <laughs> demonstrated where his priorities are. And he's an, he listens to this podcast, so he's going to hear all of this, by the way. He's going to hear it all. Uh, don't, don't you worry. Well, he's actually gone for a full squad here, and he's actually listed tournament winners at the bottom of it. So he's got Dudek in there, then he's got Aga, Carragher, Gerard, Alonso, Mascarano, Garcia, Torres, and Maxi Rodriguez. So basically, the t- one of the, basically the, the squad that... Um, Won him some Champions League, Champions League in the mid two thousands. He's got he's got pretty much all of them in, but added Fernando Torres in in there as well. So he's he's gone for a big squad there, which I think they do have a big squads actually. To be fair, so he's he's so, he's done. so not only has he let you guys down, but he's also got very greedy on this feature. Unbelievable, well, and he's off to yeah. Hawaii. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then we've got another Liverpool lad, um, lad I play football with as well. At Martin Caldwell, he's gone dude. Aga, Risa, Gerard, Alonso, and Torres. So he's done a six. So he's got a sub there. But yeah, again, you know, good, good squad. And then a good one here. Our man, Mr. Heliwell from the pie chart at FPL, now then young man. He has gone for a Knott's Forest side. Peter Shilton. I mean, Shilton surely can't get out of bed much anymore. You know, he must be <laughs> old, but still great shout. Stuart Pierce, Des Walker. I mean, that's a defensive lineup you're not going to want to mess with. Then he's got Nigel Clough and Stan Collymore. Nigel Clough, I reckon, would be a top five side player. I reckon, I'm just, you know, you both footed, right? Yeah, it's a good player, yeah. very good player. Yeah. I've actually realised as you've been talking that I probably should sub Tony Coton out and bring in David James. I think that that might not be a bad replacement. Yeah, poor old Tony. I think I think he'd be a bit out of his depth. Maybe, maybe. I think, <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, so so you they say it's not a young man's game, but for a goalkeeper, trust me, it is you because these guys are absolutely hitting the ball at them. So they need they need the reactions. Or yeah, they need no, to I'm, be able to fill the goal. I'm I'm also thinking about replacing forgive me what for fans, Sir Luther Blissett with Kevin Phillips. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at it more from like what you said was over 35. You know, for me, it felt like, you know, your best ever football team. But you're, it sounds like you want them to be competitive now. 
yeah. I mean, I, I, mean I, reckon, I reckon my team would be a laugh. They would have a real good time. But I, think, that's not, I want to I mean, win. Well, that's it. You know, people put in teams that they want to win it because, you know, that's... I take it back. I take Masters. it back. No, I, I want Luther in there. I'm sure he's still sharp. When you watch the Masters, let's, put it, let's be honest, you know, these t- they're all, they all take it seriously. You know, they, they, they don't... They don't mess around. There's some meaty tackles. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, some. there's always a little bit of handbags, you know, some feisty games in there. So it's um, it, get, it gets interesting. And you know, I'm looking forward to watching it on the telly because, you know, they do generally show on the telly. I won't mind going one day to one of the days and um, and watching some of the games because they, they keep the ball well still with these players. That's for sure. You know, they're, they're good at that. But, yeah, I look forward to the Masters and, you know, hopefully... Yeah, and you know, it might be a bit interesting. And those who didn't send a team in, now that you've um, maybe heard that and you want to send a team in, Heath will provide you with you know our our Twitter handles, and you can still send us a team. We will shout out for you in the next one if anyone additional wants to to do that. And and thank you for doing that. But there you go, Pickles. Enjoy your honeymoon. Sorry about Heathy. You know he's um, he's <laughs> he said good man, and then he just he dropped you just like that. Dropped you. Just sorry, like, buddy. Sorry, mate. Tomorrow. I mean, but um. Don't worry. I, do, I really don't think that that will be high on his agenda as he's uh, enjoying his cocktails. I guarantee I'll be getting a message about that pretty instantly after he's after his listened to it. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Well, I have to, when I come back up north, I have to buy him a drink to, to apologise. But, yeah. yeah, I'd like to say I don't have too much sympathy for him given where he's, <laughs> where he's on his way to. But yeah, yeah, we we that love the feature, mate. I, I do think that that is a bit northern heavy at the moment. I don't think I've really pulled my weight there. So I do yeah, think I I'll have to. I, I think we'll have to bring that Masters football feature back next week and I'll have some southern teams for you guys. Definitely. Because no, that, that, that was poor it. from my side. I think you retweet it. I mean, but yeah, no, we're, great, great stuff, mate. And I, I like, like you say, I can't wait for it to. I think Watford actually won one of the Masters, so after that, I was quite excited about watching it. And then I realised it wasn't always the bigger team that actually won it because they used to do it by region, which is one of the things about you know something we have in common. But yeah, guys, I'm not going to lie, it's late, and we could be talking all night. But it's probably best we don't because we probably will just mm. go on. So mm. first of all, I'd like to thank everyone who's who's listened. Wish you all a, a good luck for the game week ahead. There's obviously some doubles in there. I hope you get exactly what you what you're looking for and you get the points. You make transfer. I know Burnley let us all down this week. I say let us all down. <laughs> I wasn't obviously a part of that. Thank God. But. Yeah, if, if you want to get in contact with us, if you're looking for uh, the, the tweet from State, his uh, Twitter handle is at FPL underscore Northerner. Then if you're looking for the podcast Twitter handle, that's at FPL NBS. And then if you want to get in contact with me to give me some stick or just praise me, you know, for great entertainment, Bye. at FPL Southerner. There's no underscore there anymore, which is a shame. Enjoy game weeks, everyone. You know, think think about your transfers if you're gonna make them. A lot of people talking about free hits and stuff, but um, but yeah, do what you think's right. You know, at the end of the day, and um, yeah, and then then berate about it when it's gone fucked up and it's your own fault. Exactly. And on that fine note, we say goodbye. Thank you, guys. Take care. 